What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. feel like day 11 without sports to you yeah to be completely candid shows based on honesty yep feels like day 78 yeah it feels it feels like a while it feels it feels long it does I, I I did stumble I have a little gym in my condo complex Sources say that it's shut down, but they haven't padlocked it, so I've been kind of gone. And they have a little TV in there, and they have Big Ten Network, and I flipped it on last night at about 6 when I just did a little walk on the treadmill, quarantine walk, and it had Tennessee-Purdue from last year's NCAA tournament. Remember, it was just a great game. The little guy hit a bunch of threes. It might have been one of the games of the tournament, and I, I just put myself in mode like, this is happening right now to make it to the Sweet 16. And it was cool. You, you were able to lose yourself for a moment. I, I, I lost myself, as Eminem would say, in the moment. Yep. And, uh, and I did, yeah. That's good. Because, guy, today, as we're recording this on Monday, we'd have a Sweet 16, right? Yeah. Would. But this is about positivity and survival. Consider 100%. this podcast a survival tool for you. As it is for us, it's therapy, uh, and it's not the only avenue to find us. We got the YouTube channel. We have a goal. John set the goal on day one of the YouTube channel of 1,000 subscribers. We're more than halfway there, but we need you. And we need you to tell your friends and share it. and Get on YouTube and subscribe to the promo code HAM YouTube channel. Let's do it. Also, uh, if you got the time... You know, maybe hit us with a review of the uh, iTunes on this podcast as well. We always appreciate that. We do. And we know we all got time, guy. That's what happens <laughs> in the quarantine life. So if you, if you like the podcast, just leave a little review. And, uh, you know, peep the YouTubes. 
Content's different from here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, people ask about that. Are you guys doing the same? Are you just reposting podcasts? Because I do uh, think a lot. Not, I think but, a lot of people just shoot their podcast and then kind of do both ways. Yeah, and uh, maybe one day, but right now that ain't the case. Yes, that's right. We don't. We don't. Uh, no proclamations of plans in the future. This is one day at a time. No. A little, uh, a little fraudulent to cross pollinate, or it's just part of the deal. Um. Well, it's a good question. I mean, people are doing it for a reason, right? I guess there is a consumer that's different, perhaps on YouTube. Than on the pod, uh, and you want to hit as many people as possible. Maybe I don't know. Do people listen to a pod and then watch it also, or maybe well, one no, day you I, listen, I, one day you watch? Right? I think I think, I think a lot of people that listen to podcasts on YouTube, like my little brother, if he goes, he tells me he listens to Joe Rogan on YouTube. Yeah, it's just his. He's just on his computer working, right? And it's just he's not watching it. It's easier. Right? Yeah, very yeah. easy. So I somebody yeah somebody hit me and said ah, do you I, I prefer you to just do everything on YouTube. Yeah, maybe one day it'll be like that. I don't know. We are a consumer-driven enterprise guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the one thing we're not doing is asking you, what do you want us to do? Because you got enough shit going on, you don't need to start being our producers. We can figure that out. Yeah. If if you need to do that question, you know, you probably need to search a little deeper to find out to get put yourself in the shoes of others. Because that's in this time, guy. Mm-hmm. In in the quarantine time. Yep. Compassion is about. Putting yourself in other people's shoes. And uh, staying the fuck inside. Yeah. Uh, but maybe going outside. That's I had some... I dealt with that this weekend. What was... Uh, let's, let's, let's hear... I, you had a strong take, and I'll just well, yeah, let it's it not rip even off a, the top. This is one of my current struggles um, in quarantine, and this is not a real struggle, right? But it's like I look out the window, I see people walking around, and what do I think to myself? Get the fuck inside. But then I think, I kind of need to get out. Friday was the day. Friday was March 20th that I kind of just had a mental break. Um, and uh, I hate running. I don't run. My normal workout is like a you know bike situation. And uh, I went on a run on Friday just because I, I was losing my mind. Like I could only do so many sit-ups and push-ups and squats and uh, plank holds in my own house. And so I went on a run, and, you know, one of the problems with the run is that everyone's going on a run right now. And so you can keep your distance. Uh, it's not that hard, but I did, did a little, and this is not a long run. This is like 20 minutes. I don't have, a, I just don't have a lot in me when it comes to a run. And I went down to the Fort Mason area, John, where you know it's a large, grassy area. <laughs> no one's mistaking you for Carl Lewis anytime soon. No one's mistaking me for pre. No. <laughs> yeah. No pre-Fontaine comps here. I did have the thought running, you know, you catch a glance at yourself in the glass, you see other people running, and there is just, there are two types of people. People whose bodies, from a, I don't know, kinesiology standpoint, were built for running. And people whose bodies were not built for running. People whose knees and joints just don't, it's not fluid. It doesn't mean you can't run, it just means when you run, it doesn't look like God intended you to run. And I'm one of those people, I think. Like, I saw two greyhounds running. They were built to run. Yeah. Not, that's why there's, there's, that's why there's a microphone in front of your, you know, your, your face. And while your tennis shoes, you got tennis shoes on, the majority of your life, they're kind of untied or just more for fashion than that's they are right. for use. Everyone knows this. When you watch someone run, there are, you just see someone who it doesn't look like it's miserable. Or you see someone, you go, God, they look like it is miserable. And that's 
how I feel when I run. Like, well, well, where's well, my I, runner's high? I've never found I, it. The, the, I would say the number one place that made the most sense that immediately kind of universally shut down together were gyms, right? Because a ton of people go there. You're sweating. You're all reusing the same machines. It makes complete sense. But I think in the last decade plus, but definitely last handful of years, where we talk calories and all the bullshit, I actually think more people kind of actively, again, maybe I'm naive to this, at least on the West Coast and the East Coast, understand attempting to eat healthy. Listen, we all like to eat dirty. But I do think gyms and physical activity has become more openly talked about. And most people, uh, even people that don't like physical activity, attempt to do it now. Because, guy, I, I've worked out basically every day for the last 20 years. I mean, obviously, miss some days, hungover, whatever. But I do it not to look like the fucking rock or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I need it for my own mental space. Mm. And definitely over the last, like, from my mid-20s to current day, I, I have to have it. Because I will lose my fucking mind. I also t- intake, like a lot of America, and I think Americans in general have probably never taken in more than this drug. It's called caffeine. Right? We drink a lot of caffeine. One of the biggest companies in America is this little place called Starbucks. They pump that shit out. Everyone has coffee makers. Everyone's drinking caffeine. It's just... Do you agree with that sentiment? Like, people just naturally drink it? Now, not that we always haven't, but... Everyone has access to it. Rich, poor, whatever. We all have little coffee makers. You can get yeah. a Keurig for like 30 bucks. I ordered a little one, not a Keurig, but kind of a knockoff one for Amazon for like $40. Boom, banging them out. I have my little shooters. I get delivered from Amazon. So I, I, I do think people just need to move so they're kind of struggling. And, and most people, and this is not a shot at the elites and the wealthy, but it is like when you, and I, I've laughed. His videos are great. He's got the couple donkeys. Schwarzenegger. If you Google Schwarzenegger's net worth, it's probably closer to a billion than it is a hundred million. And the Steph Curry's and the, the you know the Freddie Freeman's out hitting bombs off his little kid. You see, they got a lot of square footage. They got acreage. a lot of room. Acreage. Yeah, we're not we're not talking square. Foot, we're talking <laughs> acreage. And usually with acreage with super rich people, you know what you throw in there? Oh, it's just a home gym. So we don't even have to inconvenience ourselves to going to the local gym. We don't even have to do that. Right. And you could argue. You know, big picture, when you... Now, I would imagine Arnold would say, well, I have to do this because if I attempted to go to Equinox, you don't even understand the amount of people, even high-level people, if I'm going to the richest gym in fucking Santa Monica, are still going to try to talk to me. So I go, okay, I get it. Steph Curry can't work out at 24-hour fitness, right? (laughs) Be hard for him to get a pump in non-corona. But it is easier for them to drop, hey, guys, stay the fuck... Never go outside. And because you know what? They go, well, I got to get a sweat in. They just go to the other room. Yeah. Me and you go to the other room. We run into a wall, right? A wall that then just has other people's rooms that then is another wall. So it's just some of us, and I think most of America can relate to me and you, we just got to get out. We're just like, God damn, we got to get outside. And we've been told it is okay, right? That, to me, there's a difference. Like you go on a run or go on a walk or, you know, whatever, than like people congregating at the beach right. or in like Venice beach playing beer pong on the beach. Like there it's like, guys, now is not the time to be hanging out with friends. And I, I have seen, I, I would imagine you have people listening. A lot of people doing, this is like, this is a level of social that I don't even give a shit about. Like social happy hours on Skype. 
You know, it's like, guys, I mean, this isn't going to go on for two years here. <laughs> you know? But I get it. Like, that, that's cool. Like, if you if you want to have some cocktails with your friends, social happy hour at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Skype. Actually, I have a uh, scheduled Zoom family gathering Monday night, John. We've well, my see, mom set it up. Well, yeah. See, that she type of stuff. Her kids. But I think there's a big difference of people doing that and be like, oh, let's just all get together at the house. That is what you're not supposed to be doing right now. So, right? The, the, yeah. So, back to so the original issue I had, John, was I went on Were the run. running into people? Then I we went out for like a nature walk on Saturday. Lucky to have an area to do it. Um, I'd imagine you, a lot of people have that idea, though, right? Well, yeah, a lot of people are doing. Now, it was you could still we still had plenty of space. Sometimes you're walking, you don't see anybody, but you just you are walking by a fair amount of people. The other, I wish it was raining because it's it's kind of nice out, so people want to get out. And so I did feel a little guilty because I am team stay the f home, staunchly believe in the uh, science, and uh, but I had to get out, and so it's like, am I allowed? Is that okay? And this is where you've said for a few days now, if you're going to tell people you have to stay inside, then you have to keep them inside. Once you open the door to, well, you can get out a little bit if you need to exercise. What happens is what I saw, right? Which is I'm out a little bit, doing a walk, doing a run. And there's plenty of people who I can look out the window and tell they're not just going on a walk. They've got a cooler over their shoulder and a blanket. Dude's wearing a throwback Hornets Larry Johnson jersey, and he's holding two bottles of rosé. Pretty like, sweet jersey, though. All he's right? going, well, it's, it's, yeah, and he's, he's going to the park to hang. Yeah. To me, there's a and big difference, though. I did tell I, – several months ago, I wanted to buy a um, megaphone yeah. with a speaker on it. Hey, everybody, shut the fuck up. Right? One of those just to, like, yell at people. You can get them for, like, $40. They're way cheaper than you think. And they have a little whoop whoop in it. And, you know, you can really fuck with people. Like the one you would see at a football practice, like, next period. So the whole place can hear it on yeah, multiple fields. Yeah, like the fields. big, like the one, yeah. you know, people used to do uh, public gatherings. You talk into it. It looks like yeah. a little walkie-talkie, but it's got a curly cord and it goes to the megaphone. And you Like the dude in Independence Day when he's talking to a whole that's group right. of people. You got, yeah. That's right. Uh, that's not Pullman. That's uh, pa- pa- uh, the late. He died? The president? Yeah, isn't that Pullman? I don't know. Isn't that Bill I don't Pullman? know who the I don't know who the actor was. I didn't I didn't know. He oh no, that's a different guy than for the guy from Twister, right? Or is it the same guy? Yeah, the Twister guy is is the dude from uh, Jurassic Park. Okay, I think Bill Pullman was the. I think Sam Neill. Uh, yeah, I don't know who Bill Pullman is. Well, I think he's the president in. Um... I actually don't know if Sam Neill. No, it's not Sam Neill. It's we're getting uh, off on a tangent here. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, who was in Twister, has died. Bill Pullman okay. is the president in Independence Day, and that's the speech. You're right. Sam Neill, Jurassic Park, not in Twister. Sam Neill. Quick Google. Sam Neill. Dude from uh, Jurassic Park, the lead character. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who does he? he looks like somebody. Good run. Good looking dude. I love finding out that a, a British broadcaster. I mean, a British actor doing an American voice. I'm always shocked when a British guy they're, can do an American voice. They're way better at that than we are at doing them. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I did. I, I, um, I did feel a little guilt about that. Like, which category am I in? Am I being uh, a hypocrite? But guy, again, outside? guy, you're allowed. So, you're allowed to run around I know, right now. I know. I know. And, and I also think this: there's a fine balance of part of 
this is sanity for the world. Like there is a balance to people. It might not be healthy to like, and legally they don't have this. We don't live in China or Iraq where they can just arrest you. But, on but I think the science is pretty clear, right? If everyone like did a full on lockdown, stayed in their homes, did not leave their homes 14 days, this thing would be taken care of pretty quickly based on what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's still, you still, like, how does everyone have enough food for 14 no, 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 days? No, yeah, be yeah, a lot I get all that. I'm just saying, like, that, if you really yeah. could cut, we, like. But we don't have the power to do that, right? I mean, I technically yes. we do, but, I mean, to do that is pretty extreme. Yeah. Because so. then it's like, how do you keep the streets safe? You know, because not everyone would stay inside, right? Breaking into well, businesses, Well, no, 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 no. I'm not shit. talking about the execution of it. I'm just talking about the But the But my point spread. is, I think majority of people have dramatically change their life around in yeah. saying inside at you know not a hundred percent but at 80 percent of what they would do well i did we did go on a quote-unquote cruise like hey you want to just get in the car and drive around a little and uh i felt good about doing that and dude up have you know do you have you seen a lot of businesses fully boarded up like there's a lot of storefronts that are physically boarded up like a hurricane's coming well because it, well they did, clearly which is a smart move by them they don't want to risk if i'm shutting down someone fucking breaking yeah, i'm into not my coming stuff. to the office every day have you seen that because that's a pretty eerie thing I have, to see several I, storefronts just boarded up so you're saying if you drive around san francisco if you drive down you see, union street you'll see a bunch of shops just boarded so they basically waved the white flag on we're not even going to attempt to stay open or maybe they legally weren't allowed to stay open and they boarded up that's 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 strong yeah. i have not no but I don't know. I watched some other stuff. But what was your quarantine weekend like? Uh, you know, pretty boring. Uh, a lot of drinking. A lot of I stumbled upon NFL Network had the top games of the year. I, I watched the Bills playoff game, a decent majority of it and against the Texans. Uh, I watched a little bit of the Tiger uh, documentary, three episodes of that. And I'm wait, always, not Tiger Woods, like Tiger Man no, or whatever. Ti- was it yeah, called? Ti- Tiger. I think it's Tiger Man, Tiger something. It, jo- J- Joe Exotica is the lead, is the lead character. It's just wait a second. It's, it's real or it's fake? No, no, it's real. Okay, these guys, all these like Joe Exotica is the guy's. I mean, I don't. It's the name he goes by. Yeah, yeah Joe, yeah. whatever. But it's all these people that have you know these lions and tigers and leopards and they're all kind of intertwined. You know, it's mainly based out of the South, like in Florida. And one guy had been like basically uh, equivalent of a character in Scarface. Like he had gone to jail for like 15 years for selling blow and got really involved with the animals. And then you have like a segment of three or four separate animal breeders. They're all kind of nuts. I mean, they're crazy. Joe Exotica, gay guy, married two men at the same time. This other chick that hates Joe Exotica, who's like a huge fraud. Uh, claims to be like an activist, but really she's treating the animals like shit. Her husband, who turned out to be really rich, disappeared. Joe Exotica thinks he she killed her, fed her to the lions. Because if you got lions or tigers, like you can dispose of a body like missing person. And it's like, and Joe Exotica always said the only trace is the the animal tracks. But like five or six months later, you're trying to figure it out. That's long gone, right? Animal poop just turns into like dirt and just kind of goes away. Uh, so it's just, it's like trailer trash meets tigers meets, I'm not, uh, meets a little cocaine, not all the way through it meets some homosexuality intertwined. It's just, it's a bizarre 
documentary. Again, would it have would it have taken off quite like it did if March Madness was in full swing? I don't know. I mean, I clearly knew about it because every, a lot of people were tweeting about it. What channel is this on? Netflix. Oh, you know, it's just a oh. Netflix. Like, have you seen Making the Mur- Making a Murderer yeah, on yeah. Netflix? It's kind. Of, it's kind of like that. But gotcha. Just in, instead of thinking like uh, whatever their business, like trailer parks, just think animals, but not just animals. Think tigers and lions. And it's just you know. It, so it's going somewhere. Much. It's like there is something. Well, eventually, I think you find out it opens up with Joe Exotica puts a hit out on the chick trying to take him down. That's where, and I think Joe Exotica ends up in jail. Uh, so yeah, it has a huge criminal element to it while kind of diving deep on each of the individual characters. It's wow. just, you know, one of those really well done documentaries that have an angle of like if they were just all in like the. Uh, the oil changing business, it'd be kind of boring, but there were just fucking tigers and lions walking around. They're just kind of like, Jesus Christ. And then it'll all of a sudden be a curveball of like, you know, we were in a relationship, this guy and this guy, and then he hired this other guy who then he turned gay, and then all three of us got married. It's just things that are just out of left field that you're like, oh my God, what is even going on right now? That just in, like in time good enough that cool? you think you'll finish it or you've had your fill? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I had finished it if a bunch of other stuff, it would probably take me a little longer than it will to finish it at the pace of there's not an NBA game to watch tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, I have gotten through. Uh, I've been have gotten through a lot of billions. So did you? Uh, did you already have the bottles of Corona you were drinking this weekend, or or did you buy them fresh this weekend? Uh, she had them, and were they purchased recently or? Do you know? Like, had they been in the fridge for a while? I, she had made a store run this week. I, I know this. Of he, 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 here's, you know this. I have family in the beer business. Constellation is a stock right now. Who's tanked? It, it was at like two hundred and fifty dollars three month, two months ago. It's now like I have to check today. Like at a hundred dollars. They have brands like Corona, Modelo. Modelo was the number one selling beer in America as of a month ago. Our, our, the Latino population in America is the fastest growing population by a mile. Modelo is just a fantastic beer. It crushes it. That's what I have and in the fridge. A lot of people. It's just a great beer. Well, these, as my cousin told me, beer sales are not down. Guy, they are they are way up in every. They are fucking skyrocketed. So it shows you like the market freaks out about things and certain businesses like Apple, they're having to close down shops. They're not going to be able, their quarterly earnings are going to go down. Like certain businesses, like the, the beer business, their sales are going to be higher this quarter, but yet they have Corona. They have Corona. And that's, it just shows you like this world we live in when you hear about, it, it's just so bizarre. That, so my, my, my question is, is there more Corona at the grocery store than everything else? When I tweeted out that pick, again, it's Twitter. I can't, if you just look through, I think my, my picture was, I maybe did I Instagram that or tweeted it? I whatever. saw the Instagram. It was like two Coronas and like some chips and guac. I, I, well, I, I tweeted, who else is drunk right now? Like 3.30 on Saturday. I would say the majority of my responses were a Corona bottle. And I got countless DMs, a couple from kind of famous people that were on their couch with a Corona. So I, I I wonder, like, what the fuck does the Corona beer have to do with COVID nineteen? Like, but I don't. Like but people, that, yeah, but that, that was my question. I don't think. 
anyone thinks it has anything. Like, my guess is Corona's being bought by the people who always bought Corona. But I do think the casual person that might just, like, if times were normal and you were, like, going to a party, right? Let's just say it was Saturday and you were going to, like, uh, a I, this is so stupid. I've never been to one of these. But, like, a reveal party or just a party that young people have. Like, come over and hang out and bring some beer. I do think that person that might have bought Corona right now, well, he's not doing that because you're just staying solo, might not be buying Corona right now. But again, they have Modelo. I think it's kind of funny. People would think, not. I don't actually think it's funny, but I think, I don't know. That would be my question on Corona. People buying it or not buying it, I would guess, I can't, I mean, I would guess it's staying strong. Whoever bought it buys it. Well, because they have, you know, Corona Premier, which is basically like their version of Michelob Ultra. So it's a healthy relative, you know, it's got like 88 calories or whatever. Really smooth beer, actually. You put a little lime in there. Ooh, tastes good. You like it better than Corona? Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's just less calories in it. So you can just feel, you feel less bad. Like, I'm not a big beer drinker anymore just because my metabolism, like I used to have a six pack or whatever. I Now I just, I have cocktails. Because you have, like, a vodka soda is zero, you know, it's a little bit of calories with the vodka, but there's no calories in soda. Where a beer, like, you have three or four, and you get the same, you get a buzz with a vodka or tequila as it takes you multiple beers to get. So you, like, start adding up the calories because you know you're going to eat on top of that. You're like, eh. Especially in Corona life, right? You're not moving around quite as much. You got to, kind of got to add up. Mm -hmm. But then I realize sometimes I'm being kind of healthy. What are the amount of calories you can eat in a day? 2,000, give or take, for yeah, like normal Yeah, what's the recommended 2,000? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think, like, God, I'm, like, at 1,000 calories a day. I've been fucking, I haven't even got sniffed yeah. the, the 2,000. Right. Not all calories created equal, though, right? Like, the calorie, like, 500. Uh... But I'm, I'm just saying if you're eating, like, you know, uh, eggs and toast and then oh, yeah. a chicken meal, you're yeah. just eating normal stuff. You're like, I'm not, I've actually haven't eaten that much. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're going to work out. You, ca- yeah. Calories are energy. Good kind. I mean, they all turn into energy if you yeah. use it. Um, I did watch Uncut Gems this week. Yeah. What do you think? I uh, I love Sandler, but the only part of the movie I really liked was the two times he was gambling on a game on Garnett and the Celtics. What do you think about his voice in the movie? His voice? His voice didn't bug me. I didn't really... I, it- it bothered me. I thought like he kind of made a weird voice for the movie. Huh. Kind of. I thought yeah, he was good in it, but the whole thing was just a lot of anxiety. I was really anxious watching the whole movie. And it was, you know, for two and a half hours, however long it is, it's just this constant anxiety of uh, watching this guy just try to scrap to the very end. I did not see it in theaters. I've told you before, I feel very strongly a superpower of mine. I can watch a preview and know whether or not I would want to see a movie in theater. When I first watched the preview, I was like, I'm all in. Couldn't wait. If you listen back to a pod from when that movie was coming out, I probably said I couldn't wait for it. And then I just kept putting it off. I just had a feeling. I just kept putting it off, kept putting it off. Um, And like 20 minutes in, Alyssa turns to me. She's like, are you liking this? And I'm like, I can't. Don't say that to me. Because the second I start hating a movie 20 minutes in and stop watching it with an open mind, now I, it has no chance, and I'm going to hate. I, I might as well turn it off. But, yeah, man, you went and saw it in theaters. I I would have been pretty mad, I think, if I'd seen it in theaters. I, I've probably seen five or six movies in theater the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. I, I mean, there, it takes a lot to get me to theaters. 
for some reason, I put all my chips in the middle of the table. I understand Gamble, why. I mean, gambling, Sandler, sports, yeah. Sandler. I, I, and just some of the reviews, some of the people I heard talking about, I'm like, this is a can't miss. I've never walked out of a movie. At least never. I, well, maybe I have done it I, once. Big Mama's my, house too. Yeah, in my memory, yeah, maybe something like stupid in college, but nothing like. I mean, a movie that I was going to for serious, like to wanting to. Some of those movies when we were growing up or like in college, so many mo- stupid movies you'd go see. People don't. We see the number. Like people don't do that anymore. Really, like those movies sometimes like go straight to Netflix now. That. I was probably 30 minutes in. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to leave. This movie stinks. I mean, this movie is terrible. I cannot barely understand Sandler. Garnett is just, just, I, I didn't like his whole character. I didn't quite like, I, I, I hated the whole movie. I, 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 if one to 10, I'd give it a two. What and about the, a, so the gambling scenes didn't even the, the where he's watching? Yeah, but a game, that's that's, that's that just too far. I, I, I'm not gonna the one positive in a shit like I can't even doesn't well, even. No, do I'm anything. not asking you to rate it. I'm just saying, did you enjoy those scenes? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, I guess when he's rooting for him and he's got those guys locked in the little room. Yeah, the fine. reason I bring it up though is because but, I, I but guy, that's, scenes, that but, movie's so far down. That scene yeah, is no, so far into well, the movie. Well, there was one earlier too where he's watching the game. But the reason I say that is because I'm watching that scene, and then I realize, wait a second, I know what happens in this game. I know the Sixers didn't go. I know the Celtics went to the finals. <laughs> I watched that game. I know. But remember, but in that part, didn't he bet on like his over under? Yeah, well, he bet on the over under tip. So, but once yeah. he gets that, I'm like, okay. And then I didn't like box score it, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure Garnett had a good game. But you're right. But once he got that, then you know they. I'm like, wait, I, I know they win this game. But anyway, what do you think? About, what do you think about the ending? Spoiler alert: You don't have to give it away, I guess. Um, it was the one part of the movie that I thought was like, oh, oh, damn. Yeah, but I, I agree. didn't necessarily the, like it per se. But at least, you know, I don't know how you're going to end that movie otherwise. When I, I thought, thought when I ending, thought about it after the fact, John, I didn't know if if they had done, gone the other way, where it looked like it was heading, that probably wouldn't have fit the whole movie. So I do give them credit on that ending. I would agree. I thought the ending was the only positive part where I went, oh, didn't see that one come. You're right. The gambling scenes were kind of cool and they're locked in. He's kind of rude. But the amount of dialogue that I felt like I was struggling to kind of understand. And then you're right. Sandler was so jumpy. And I get it. That's part of his character in this movie. Yeah. yeah. But I understand it's a movie, but how unrealistic is it that like, KG would have the rock. It was just, it was just kind of, it, it was a pretty big stretch for what I think was attempting to be a serious movie, right? Like it wasn't like supposed to be some, it's kind of like a mafia type movie. Like you're watching, like this can't be real, but you realize this isn't like make believe. Like this could happen yeah. in real life. Yeah. But I think the premise of the fucking uncut gem is just, and the way Kevin who at that time would have been so fucking famous, right? It's not, it'd be one thing if it was like a rookie NBA player, even if the guy was rich and famous. Kevin Garnett was like, at that time, when this movie's taking place in like 10 or 11, is one of the most famous guys in all of sports. He's just coming in, taking a gym with some rant. I don't know, man. Pretty big stretch. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I will say, I didn't watch the movie thinking the whole time, like, oh, my God, look at Adam Sandler being serious. Like, I did think he did a good job with the character. 
I know you did the voice issue, but I, I did think like I'm buying Adam Sandler being this guy whose life is in shambles right now. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it is a serious movie. That's, I like serious movies. Like It's the only way to get me to a theater, something that could actually happen. To me, the problem, you're right, the jumpiness, the, the flow of it, I just thought there was just, you know, sometimes you're watching a game and the game just flows. You're like, God, even if it's not teams you care about or whatever, but you're just locked in, I, the, the flow of it to me was too jumpy. I, I could never really, I never felt like I could just get into it. Mm-hmm. I just remember feeling that in the theater like, this is, I'm uncomfortable. I don't really like this. And yet I love sports, gambling, Sandler. Why, how is this not working? That's what's crazy. If you just wrote the things, it's what got me to the theater. Yeah. Okay, you're going to talk about Kevin Garnett becomes a gambler with Sandler in the movie based on real-life events, based on a dude that's a degenerate, that's connected with the mob. Like, all these shit, check boxes for me. It's like Tom Brady and you check boxes with Tampa. It's like, check, 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 check. And then you watch the movie, you're like, I don't, I'm not checking one box here. Yeah. Yeah, that's well said. It felt at times I thought I was watching a movie that would have been made in like the seventies. And I don't even yeah, know that's it, not even a knock. That's just I felt like this feels like something that would have been made a long time ago. It's weird because it's it's really hard to describe if you haven't seen I I do think uncomfortable is a good word. And and I'd argue like being uncomfortable sometimes in movies isn't a bad well, thing. The point, like, they wanted you to be I, uncomfortable, right? Yeah, like I don't know where it's going. I, I, I just felt very there was a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Uh, he's on an island. He's like losing it. Shutter Island. Oh yeah, you ever seen Shutter I've Island? I watched it. I I watched it. Pro- I watched it like a couple months ago. But I've I saw it when it ca- I think I saw that movie in theaters actually. I, I saw it in theaters too, and I, I think we were pr- we were younger. Was that we were in high school? Maybe like college when that came out. Yeah, it and was in a, high school. It, it's definitely a mind teaser. But you're kind of uncomfortable the whole movie, and then it ends, and it was like, was that all a dream? Twenty ten. God, it wasn't. God, seriously, I liked that. Crazy. Did you like that movie? I know a lot of people don't like that movie. I yeah, like that movie. I, I, I'm going to use this as an example to compare it to to that to uh, to Uncut Gems. Is that I was uncomfortable the whole movie. I didn't under, quite understand what was going on back and forth. But I do think if you look back, that movie, and again, they're not the same. They're not trying to, but they were trying to have the same of just keeping you on the edge of your seat, not knowing what quite what's going to go on or how this thing's going to end. That movie is just on a completely different level, and I didn't like Shutter Island, for example, when I left the theater. But I, if that yeah. movie's on now, I, I stumbled upon it like a month or two ago. Like, you know, this is well done. I don't think I'd ever think that about Uncut Gems if I stumble upon it in like 2022 on HBO. Right. I think I'm out. Like if I see Uncut Gems, I'm gonna skip right through it to the next channel. Well, part of it too, I think, in Shutter Island, like it's easy to root for Leo. I I couldn't there was nobody to root for in Uncut Gems. Like I didn't find myself like Sandler would be like, Hey you idiot. Stop. There was one unrealistic part where Sandler like can, is able to walk right into the practice facility. I know. Of an yeah, what was it's like that? Guys, I, I've been to enough fucking pro Steals practices the ball, and makes events. A layup. Yeah, they, they ain't letting a fucking soul in. Like it, it, in the NBA, especially. Like at least in football, you can kind of maybe make your way to some grass. In basketball, it's just a gym, and you don't think they got a security guard at the front of that gym? It's like, well, he couldn't get into the uh, locker room. Well, yeah, he wouldn't have been able to get the fucking gym. You don't think random people would just walk into well, like, a Boston the, Celtics practice? The loading dock. 
It's just, it, no, that's not how. You can't walk down the loading dock. Again, maybe I know too much about sports yeah, and stuff I to mean, think, like, this is not. Uh, yeah. I do think there are things in movies that are not supposed to be exactly realistic, right? Because they're making a larger True. point or whatever, and that's probably one of them. But I was with you. I'm thinking the same thing. Like, you can't get in there. But he had to get <laughs> oh, left. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, the whole thing was was a little much. Uh, I One other thing I watched, John, before we move on. I don't know if you feel this way or people listening feel this way. If a movie is on TV, even if it's like on HBO, I will watch a movie that's on HBO that I would not necessarily click on, go to like on demand and watch it. Like I'm not going to go on demand, hit Pearl Harbor, but I watched Pearl Harbor from the beginning on Sunday. Now it's a long ass movie. I was doing some other stuff in between, but most of the movie I was sitting and watching Josh Hartnett. I mean, the cast is stacked. Affleck. Affleck. Uh, Jennifer Gardner plays like a small role in the movie. Is that where they met? I wonder. Baldwin. I wondered that too. I um, think it is. John Voight, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Um, I'm going to forget people. I mean, the cast was incredible. I I don't yeah. think I'd really watch that movie. Like sat. I've seen parts of it. I don't know if I've ever really sat down and watched Pearl Harbor. The ratings on it, on like the TV ratings, were are not good at all. Well, like the tomato ones. Yeah, but. The scene where Pearl Harbor gets attacked is a long, long, long scene. I mean, is that where Affleck and Hartnett hop in the planes to go take them down? Yeah, in hula shirts and Hawaiian yeah. shirts. That scene has to be, it's got to be like a 15 minute scene at least, if not longer. It's long. And I was uncomfortable in a different way than watching Uncut Gems. Like, the way you should be watching that scene. Like, not all movies that capture historical events. I It was just... I, uh, Yeah, I mean, it had the effect on me it's supposed to have. Whatever you think of the rest of that movie, I don't... I've never really even, like, talked about the movie. I don't know if... I've never brought it up. I've never had a reason to. I don't know if people like it or not. But I think they want you to be horrified by the scene of the attack on Pearl Harbor, and it is... It is. Like, it's... It, it it wears you out, like, in the way it's supposed to. It's well, just imagine getting ambushed by fucking planes, guy. You don't know they're fucking coming, and you're but just I, doing your normal yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm just saying that scene deserved to be... However long it was, as you're watching, you're like, this is long, and it was appropriate. You start putting yourself... It is... You can, I'm sure you can't even imagine the horror, but it is appropriately well, horrifying watching well, that scene. It wasn't scene. for some reason. Didn't FDR have all the planes lined up, so it made it a little more difficult and easier for them to attack? Like, on the base, I think all the planes were lined up instead well, of being the, spread around. Yeah, I mean, they're just on the airfields. Like, they're just lined yeah, up but, on the airfields. But I, but I remember something had happened. I'm not, you know, the history buff specific information, but they had they had put them all together, so it made it a little easier. Not that they knew they were going to get attacked, because they fucking flew a long way, right? Well, they were coming from the aircraft carriers, I think, weren't they? They were. I, I always struggle when you watch a movie like that. I need to, like, Google it after the fact to know, like, okay, which parts of this movie were real? The exact and, detail. But, like, yeah. that stuff was I was listening to this real. Rogan. I was listening to this Rogan interview with this Navy SEAL, and Rogan was saying, you know the craziest part about a war movie? It's one thing to, like, reenact a sports movie or even a mob scene. It's another thing when you're talking about war, and if you're just a guy... You know, when Saving Private Ryan came out 20 years ago, and a lot more people that were involved in World War II were alive, right? In 94, they're going to be alive in 2020. Or, I mean, that movie came out when? Probably in the early 2000s. 
is that you're watching these scenes, and some of these people might have been in a similar spot, maybe on the boat cleaning or just hanging out having lunch or whatever, and you're seeing, and then you see famous people playing a role that, like, I was kind of doing that. It's like Ben oh, yeah. Affleck. Oh, Cuba Gooden Jr., sorry. Yeah. Wasn't he a boxer in that movie? He's like a boxer. Yeah, yeah. So, or just like, you know, the, just whatever scene, you're like, these guys are famous guys. Like, there's Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon or huh. whoever playing a human like me. Yeah. Just the, the, and again, it's the reality of shooting a movie on these scenes, but the severity of these, it's fucking World War II or the invasion of Afghanistan or Vietnam. Like, your friends die. You might have lit, you know, it's just like the power of that. You just wonder if like, could you not even watch that, right? Oh, you're saying if you're like the if you're someone who lived it. I don't. I, I, I yeah. How could you? Yeah, I don't. I know. don't know. Maybe you could, but I I did. I did have this thought. Like at one point, Josh Hartnett and Kate Beckinsale they think Ben's dead, and they're like they went on a flight and they're making out in like a airplane hangar. And I did have the thought cross my mind. Like, is it even appropriate to make a movie? about Pearl Harbor that's like a romance? And the answer is yes, it's appropriate. But it just crossed my mind, like, this thing is... Well, see, I, I don't think you could do that in, like, 1972. It's once you get it to, has like, to 2000. Be yeah. You know, like, w- I don't know. what year are we talking Corona movies? Well, yeah, we don't know how this goes either yet, right? We don't so know the true. end of the real story yet. That's true. So, anyway, um, other stuff to get... We do have some sports to talk about in this podcast. Um, we'll also tell you this podcast is brought to you by Upstart, Upstart, upstart Upstart.com, uh, slash ham is the website. Upstart is here to help as a revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt at Upstart.com slash ham. Yeah, guy, they make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rates. It's just a soft pull. It won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens when you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, the next business day. You know, the 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt. I know I have a lot right now. Consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is the top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash ham to find out how low your upstart rate is it's upstart.com slash ham check your rate in only a few minutes that's upstart.com slash ham podcast also brought to you by simply safe every night local police departments across america get hundreds of calls from burglar alarms the alarm company can't tell if the motion sensor just went off or something else is going on if they if there's a break-in simply safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of a crime SimplySafe.com. That's S-I-M-P-L-I Safe.com. Uh, blanket your whole home. Slash safety ham. guy. Slash ham. You get comprehensive protection for your entire family. Outdoor cameras, doorbell alerts to announce anyone approaching your home. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up the system all by yourself. I've done it. You've done it. It's really easy. Anyone can do it. It takes under 30 minutes. Hour tops. That's There's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. Safety comes first, guys. Especially in times like these. You'll have an arm army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, twenty four seven, three sixty five. And it's not just about break-ins, right? Uh, Simply Safe also protects your homes from fire, from, from fire, water damage, carbon monoxide poisoning. Visit Simply Safe 
simplysafe.com slash ham. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You got nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash ham so they know the show sent you. It's simplysafe.com slash ham. Uh, other things that happened over the weekend, John, social media. I was not, I saw a lot of Jamal Murray jokes. I did not actually know what had happened with Jamal Murray. I didn't do much uh, searching on Jamal Murray. It's probably a good thing I didn't. Whenever I see someone like that trending, it's just a natural reaction for me. I dive right in, and I dive headfirst into the deep end. And when you see the tweet or the Instagram has been deleted, you know, there might be a little something there. And luckily, with Twitter and Instagram, the millennial will take a screenshot, and you'll eventually end up on it. So I think everyone thought he accidentally, because it happened at 3 a.m., took an Instagram video of his girlfriend giving him a blowjob, took it down, I listen, my stance on this is pretty simple. Sex tapes, blowjobs, nudity. I just and I, I can't put myself I've never had one get out on my myself. I, I think they've never resonated less. Like people people used to be like, oh my I don't even think anyone even cares anymore. We've seen we've become so numb to to just you know pornography and sex yeah i mean to me it's not even about like does jamal because you're right and it's not about now like are jamal murray sponsors gonna drop him right like that's a story you would have had once upon a time or a conversation now it's just like oh did jamal murray's mom call him like that's what i think about when i see that that happened right it's like oh god that sucks you know (laughs) that's what i think oh that's is this gonna be his wife like oh that sucks there, I think there was a story, maybe he tweeted out, like, listen, I was hacked, I'm with my wife's family or something, because I saw, I, I don't know if this is true or not, someone wrote, like, can you imagine having a sex tape drop while you're at your in-laws? Oh, you know, it's just... On quarantine, there's no, like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for a drive, I'm going to go for, a, I'm going to go play pickup hoops. It just kind of is what it is. I mean, it sucks, uh, but I, I think we've already, if, if you are going to have a sex tape release guy... Might never be a better time in quarantine, just in the sense of everyone's just doing a bunch of just keep it just gets cycled in and yeah, out. Yeah, the so new fast. cycle it used to be twenty four hours in normal times. Now the new cycle is like twenty minutes. Yeah, I think I think it's operating at rapid speed. How long do this push up challenge dies? What is the push up challenge? I refuse to even look. I you know you I don't know. It's if I see people doing push ups, though, I, stop. I I, I I yeah, we get it. Ten fucking push ups. Are we ten year olds? Please stop. Just. But this is part of quarantine. People get really bored, I know, right? No, if creativity, you tag me, I'm, gets... not, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, That's what I say to today. Guys. Two days from no. now, you'll see me tagging 12 people. Is anyone tagging Come it? Come on, guys! Push-ups? No, they know better. <laughs> Ten push-ups. No one wants to see that struggle. But you told me Baker did it and was not particularly impressive. Well, he did like rapid fire. Part of uh, a perfect push-up, right, is starting high and getting basically, what would you say, about an inch below the ground? You know, and then extend back up. Baker probably went down two inches total and went really fast. So I got I got a bunch of people forwarded me the video saying this is a pretty big red flag. And I say, yeah, well, Baker is not exactly Mr. Athlete. Yeah. Cheating it's the on one it's, it's a position kind of like a pitcher. You can be a good quarterback and relative to your group, right, in major leagues or NFL, be the worst athlete on the field every time you step on the field. But that still doesn't mean you might not be good, right? right? There have to be some pitchers in Major League Baseball that are just bad athletes. Again, relative to the group, just like quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. If you did a race 
When's the last time there was anyone on the 53-man roster that Phillip Rivers could beat in a foot race? Probably it's been a while, right? I'm including kickers and punters. And offensive I, linemen especially. Right? Uh, to me, all the offensive linemen are beating them. Offensive the, linemen sneaky athletes. Not even sneaky, but I don't know if people quite realize when they see big dudes. Like, they're really like, nimble. I, I, don't think, I don't think there's a D-tackle that Rivers could get close to staying with on his team the last decade. And I'm talking about guys weighing 320 pounds. Like Brandon Meebane would run fucking could run backwards faster than Rivers could run for, like you because like you said like you would never say you know, uh, Weston Richburg, Joe uh, Rodney Hudson, bad athlete. No, like that guy fucking went on a basketball court right now. He'd run circles around there. The uh, you know the dude Spice Adams. Yeah, really good. There athlete. was a pic. There was a picture. I think he was in the All Star game. Uh, celebrity. He was, yeah. He had a post move, and it's like, I don't think people realize this dude was probably like a four-star that went to Penn State and had a nine-year career as a nose tackle. He's a better athlete than every fucking Justin Bieber and whoever on the court right now. Not even close, right? I watched uh, NFL was playing like 30-minute Super Bowls. I don't know if it was just Brady games or what, but the uh, I watched the Panthers Super Bowl on Sunday, 04. And Brady has a scramble late in that game that looks just like Brady 15 years later. It's the same guy. Just he's not wearing a knee brace. You follow Brady on Instagram? Uh, I don't know. He Instagrammed a text from his mom. And his mom texted him and said, we've been watching Patriot games for the last five hours. They're having a marathon on ESPN right now, or ESPN2 or NFL Network. You would think that you just retired. And, you know, it was classic Tom, like, trying to use his motivation. Like, he did, like, an LOL and then, like, an arm. Like, yeah, Tom. I mean, there's just – you're just a big story, you know? Oh, I see it now, yeah. I do not follow Tom. Should I? Yeah, I follow Tom. Oh, fuck. What, what, what was the comment? Uh, so, Mom says what you said. I'm watching six, seven hours uh, – six, seven hours of Patriot games today. I think they think you retired. And then he wrote, I love you, Mom, with eight exclamation points and three heart eye emojis. Yeah, so it wasn't maybe as extreme as I th- I played it up to be. Share your name and photo. How about? But the. I don't know. I'm, now I'm looking at his. He's on dark mode. That's one thing about Tom. But like the emo, the bitmoji or whatever. Share your name and photo, Dad. It's like him winking with a hat on. Hmm. To what? Well, like Tom has a little image on his. Text. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. You saying he's texting back and forth with her? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just can't tell if Tom has set up on his text threads that when you get a text from Tom, there's a little picture that's just like an animated Tom winking with a hat on, I think is what that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I get some of those. Yeah, yeah, I know. People. I'm just, Tom Tom did that, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, I think Tom's pretty uh, forward-thinking when it comes to social media. But it's, just te- it's just texting, yeah. But I, I would imagine a lot of his younger teammates like shit like that. I just you know, love just, the idea of Tom, like you said, just a guy. He's on the couch, like, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll set up my, I'll do the thing where, or like he calls in one of his kids. Like, hey, how do I get yeah. the thing where my to, face is on here? Yeah, to me, he did not set that up. Uh, all right, John, one uh, actual football kind of uh, sports topic to talk about. Anything else you had before we get to uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the division? Yeah, that's about all I got. So DeAndre Hopkins in the division. Now, for the 49ers, at some point, they'll play him twice. We know the Cardinals already were a challenge for them. 
Um, and I was just thinking about it because I was reading what Breer, Albert Breer wrote about the DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals trade. And just one of the things was Hopkins wanted more money. He wants a raise, not an extension. He wants a raise. And um, that here is one of the top receivers in the NFL, obviously changing teams, all this stuff we know. But I was just thinking about it in the context of the 49ers. And a raise wouldn't be cheap, right? Because he makes like $13 million and he just if you just give him $7 million a year to get to 20 you're talking $20-plus million. Right. Dollars, just a boom. Little, which is and he's talking real he, money. Which is what Breer's talking about. Yeah, real money. He wants to be paid like Julio. Would you argue, though, just giving him... Let's just say you could meet him at like $17 million. Hey, I'll just give you 17 more guaranteed right now. Is that a crazy proposition given how little you paid for him? And given that he is a stud, it's really not that bad of a deal. No, it's not a crazy thing unless you just unless part of you, the way your team is built is set up for the fact that you're not paying that guy that much money, that you got him on a good contract, right? But I do think if you're the Cardinals, I think it makes some sense. Like, new coach, new quarterback. I Like, they were good enough last year with Kyler that this is something. Like, there's something here with – I mean, I, it's easy to forget. They got Larry Fitzgerald on their team. Now, one of the things Breer wrote was the problem with DeAndre Hopkins was not Sunday. It was Monday through Saturday. And his practice habits, and they felt like he wasn't a great example because he was a big name in the locker room and blah, blah, blah. But – this, to me, does make the NFC West just more interesting because we already kind of felt like, are the Cardinals trying to make some moves here in terms of getting just making the division a little more competitive top to bottom? I, I Back to the practice habits thing, as someone who leans with the only fucking thing that matters, and it's not, I would agree practice habits, even if you produce on Sunday, but you're on a shitty team, it doesn't matter. He was producing on a team where he was the best player on the team. Like older J.J. Watt, Clowney's gone. He's a better player than Watson. Now, Watson's more important. But, like, I'm sorry, Bill O'Brien. It's hard to be like, well, his practice habits. Well, if he had been 75 catches last year, he'd be like, yeah, he'd want a little more. He's had, he had 100-plus catches the last two years and, like, averaging nine touchdowns a year. Like, I, I, I struggle with that one, right? Because when you produce on Sunday, that's you literally get paid for Sunday. I know Ray Lewis said, you pay me Monday through Saturday, Sunday's for free. But <laughs> everyone's different. And as a wide receiver, historically, they've been kind of the quote-unquote diva position. But I think sometimes when they become divas, it's like, well, he's not playing as well. We don't put up with it anymore. Most teams put up with it when you produce at his level. And I stumbled upon the replay of the Bills Texans game, the Bills have one of the best defenses in the league. He eviscer- he was unstoppable. Because one of the knocks right now is he doesn't get open. Yeah, wh- who cares? Larry Fitzgerald didn't get open for the last like 10 years. Like That's not what his game's predicated on, right? It'd be like, I'm trying to think of an example in like an NBA player like Clay Thompson can't jump. Like, who cares? He plays defense and he can shoot. Like, I, I mean, it's like, okay, and I understand the intangible stuff. There is something there, right? If he's is he not practicing because he's like, fuck it, I don't want to? Or is it because of nicks and bruises? Are they thinking big picture, like he could really fall off a cliff just movement-wise? I, I do think that's a tough thing to kind of push out, though, to like if I was a Texans fan, like, why do I – Bill, I don't care if he doesn't practice on Wednesday. I watch a game on Sunday, and he has 10 catches. That, that one, to me, is tough, where I think that Cliff Kingsbury goes, well, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is our 
you know, tone setter. So whether DeAndre's on the corner or not during practice, as long as he's there 16 games, we're in pretty good shape. Because I, I, I just think guys like him age pretty well. He doesn't – he's not predicated on speed. Now, the thing you'd say, okay, let's say he's going to be Anquan Bolden in the next seven or eight years. Anquan was elite character work ethic guy, right? Like, Anquan was – no one ever been like, you know, Anquan just mailed in the season Monday through Saturday. Like, that wasn't the knock on him. So, we'll see. But at the end of the day, for the Niners, Seattle, and the Rams – he plays on Sundays and he's good. Yeah. So they don't they don't give a shit what he does on Thursday, right? Well, and Anquan was 80, 85 catches. This guy is one hundred five catches, right? Yeah. But my point is, like, can even if he kind of slows down a little bit, will he still be an eighty five to ninety five catch guy for the next five or six years for the Cardinals, or just these three years they have him under contract? Like, is he still going to be? Yeah, I even think if he's he'll not be better than that, even if he's not quite as prime, I. Well, what what what's this offense predicated off? Right, throwing the ball. Don't they? I mean, aren't his targets probably might go up? Might. I mean, fit. How many did fit? Fitz had a hundred and nine targets last year, and they only had seventy five catches. But Who's it, their leading guy? Christian Kirk. But he had a hundred and nine targets. Um, DeAndre Hopkins had a hundred and fifty targets last year. To answer your question. He's immediately the Cardinals' second-best player behind Chandler Jones. So Fitz actually had one more target than Christian Kirk last year, 109 and 108. And Christian Kirk's still a little bit less. not like Christian Kirk is some lock going to be you know, one or two. He might just be like a three, but yeah. that doesn't matter. Right away, you have a one. If you have a one, to me, then you can distribute. Like You don't necessarily always need a one and a two, right? As long as you have a distinguished one... I can have like four threes and operate at a pretty high level. Right. It's when you don't have a one and you're like, well, we actually just have four threes. That gets difficult. Like even look at the Packers last year, a pretty good example. They have a distinguished one. And when Devontae was on the field and they could run Valdez, Scantling, and some of the other dudes, it was fine. It wasn't ideal, but they could win games. So once you get the one, and part of the problem with the Packers, right, was well, Devontae hurt his toe, then their offense sputtered because he missed a bunch of games. That's where you're just like, well, fuck. Valdez Scantling can't get open. Like, in a perfect world, Larry's so smart, he can still function. But you you would like where you don't even need to, th- like, Larry's just a legit auxiliary. Auxiliary's the wrong word, but just extra's the wrong word, too. But just a solid role player. And that's what Larry is at this point. But that's what he is when you have DeAndre Hopkins. And really, because you're, quarterbacks kind of this hybrid runner it kind of works out and DeAndre's used to playing with that right he's this guy's a little faster than Deshaun yeah but he's used to playing with a guy that scrambles keeps plays alive one thing there is a little bit of an unknown on Kyler like we saw some glimpses that were like this guy's got some legit talent and he's not going to be a fraud in this like his talent translates now I think the next couple years like how good is he going to be like, are we talking about a pro bowler, or are we just talking about, this? you know, he's a really talented guy. Like, mm-hmm. does he get to a place where he can rattle off back-to-back seasons where, like, this guy's a smaller, faster Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? That's what I think <laughs> yeah, the does next. Yeah, does he scare does, – do you lose sleep over playing Kyler Murray? And I think while that question – do you the answer to your question is still out there, I the fact that they had DeAndre based on what we saw this year, I do lose a little sleep on the Cardinals' offense. I, th- I think that's how we'll look at them. 
I think you'll lose a little sleep on the Cardinals this year. Do you know what Kyler? Do you remember Kyler's numbers this year? Well, he's offensive rookie of the year. I guess sixteen game starter. I'm gonna guess twenty three touchdowns. Twenty. Uh, probably six or seven rushing touchdowns. That might be high, huh? Five. He did throw uh, some picks. Kyler rushing. Uh, four. Yeah. But but Ten, Johnny threw 11, 11 picks. Yeah, twelve. Completion sixty four. Yeah, I mean he's to me it was just I don't even need to look at the box score like the eye test he passed it with mm-hmm. flying colors right yeah. Now I do think he was a rookie and his division was really hard. I mean when the worst when you finished last in your division and the second to last team went nine and seven. And I bet if you and if you ask everyone with the Rams, they view it like a complete failure. Like that's the one challenge for Kyler, right? Is the Rams are in shambles relative. Like they're still pretty fucking good. And Seattle and the Niners are really good. It's just a tough division to be in. Like if I told you Kyler was in the NFC East right now, where you're like, well, the Redskins huge transition, the Giants huge transition, the Eagles are even kind of going through a transition, and Mike McCarthy's not going to have any OTAs. Like, if he was playing teams like that, you'd be like, well, why couldn't they just sneak up on some people? Yeah. Like you ain't, you're not sneaking up on anyone. No, but but the counter to that, I think, is like, they're just, for a young quarterback, maybe it's not the worst thing to be in a situation where you just have to approach every game with six times a year, you just have to have maximum focus. Like, you just can't, you you never go into a game going, hey, we got, the, we got Washington this week in your division. I, I, I like to me, if you are a peak peak kind of like Russell Wilson in terms of just approach guy, maybe it serves you well in the long term to be in that kind of to be in the NFC West type over under true Pro Bowls. One and a half for Kyler Murray. Based on what we've seen, I'll go over. So if he's doing that, like you're talking two, three Pro Bowls, you're talking a really good. Yeah, we're talking talking a good career. What is that? Top six quarterback, top eight quarterback. I mean, you're talking about a guy that can have a really, really good career. Then, would you go over right? or under? Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I just think that like you, you could have a really good career and make like one Pro Bowl, right? Just given the NFC is going to have Russell's going to be here for a while, uh, Carson Wentz going to be here for a while. Like you're just going to have some guys that uh, Dak Prescott's solid. I, I, like, I think. Do you think he's a better player than Dak Prescott? I think he could be. Yeah, I mean, I. A lot of this is not a prediction so much as like I think we've seen enough after one year to say that's a real possibility. Would the Niners right now trade straight up Kyler Murray for Jimmy Garoppolo? No, because that's a little too much for Kyle. Yeah, he's just not looking for that type of player. Yeah, and I, I, I again, I, I'm not saying because they, they, they wouldn't do it either, right? Like Cardinals would say no, right? I'm not going all in on him saying the over. I'm no, just I'm saying I, I know think we I'm, saw I'm not enough. either. From his first year to go, yeah, there might be something here. And him getting DeAndre Hopkins helps us figure that out faster. My answer would be incomplete leaning the over, right? It's just like I I didn't critically watch him enough, and his team was just playing in games that didn't – but a couple times when he played the Niners, now he did get them on the Thursday night, right? And it was like, yeah, he's and it was in Arizona. So I I think you can – But then he almost got him again. But then he almost got him again. Yeah, he they were kicking their ass. I, that's why I, I would lean your way. But I, I just one thing I've learned over the last decade, and I'm trust me, I'm a hyperbole. I can o- overreact in the heat of the moment. It's hard to sustain quarterback play in the NFL. 
like some even the talent. Like you just you got to keep coming up with other pitches, right? And part of it's on your coaching. Like there's a huge a lot of pressure on Cliff Kingsbury to be a high level coach because right now he's clearly the fourth best coach in the division, right? If not even it's not even a question. Yeah. So there's just a lot of unknown that you could even argue is out of Kyler's control. What if their defense is awful? Like what if what if their offense is actually good and they just win in six games a year? You know, it's not that's not all on him. But but to me, if you're his, consistently good in the NFL, everything else around you cycles enough that you'll get. It. If you're just good for five years, you'll have your shot. But you already see, like they're already really going to be depending on DeAndre to carry them, right? Like at least the Texans always had a really good defense. Their division yeah, was might a little not, easier. We might be two years away from it. Yeah, it's. My, I guess my old overall point: it's he has an uphill battle for shit that's out of his control. Like his coach, huge unknown. His defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, was arguably the worst in the league last year. Uh, their offensive line is still horrendous. Now he can move, but he's really moving for his life because you got some of the best defensive linemen in the league in your division and Aaron Donald and Nick Bosa in, in, uh, if they keep clowning, I mean, he's a guy that can just, and eventually I, someone, I texted with someone about Kyler like last week, you would think there's just going to be a moment and it happens with every quarterback where they, where a D lineman gets them really, really flush mm-hmm. and they just slam on him. Right. And he's, he's a guy that's just smaller. You just wonder how it looks like if Clowney body slam. It's one thing like you don't ever get to body slam Philip Rivers because he's just so big. Yeah, right? you tackle him. Right. But Kyler, if he just gets caught the right way, and you could argue it's like a car collision. Well, sometimes the worst car collisions are when you know if you're going fast too, you're hitting someone that's also you know it's, it's one thing if you're going twenty and you hit another guy going twenty. Like Philip Rivers is always going like ten miles an hour. Sometimes Kyler could be going sixty miles an hour, and if you turn at the wrong moment, the other guy's coming flush. Right. You just wonder. It, you didn't see that last year because he could not get caught. People said that about Michael Vick all the time. Well, eventually you're going to get got. But Mike and was I, pretty irresponsible as a runner. 100%. Right? But, but my point is, Mike. it happened to Mike a lot or RG3. Kyler's a little less reckless. But it's just, you do you agree it's inevitable when you're moving around that much that you're just going to get caught? In that, yeah, in that sport. Because it even the, happens to the, Russ occasionally. It's happened yeah. to Russ. But I'd say the difference is Russ. Russ doesn't move that fast anymore. It's more like under control. Like he's like a, like in a in a in a paintball war. Like moving little spot to spot. Like okay, I can go now. Where Kyler's much more like jitterbug. Mm-hmm. But he's so fast, and I think a lot of teams are like, Jesus Christ, this guy's hauling ass. The more and more you play him, though, you get a little angle. You're like, okay, I can't go right at him. I'll go outside of him. If he keeps going, you better watch the fuck out because I'm going to get him. Because he is small. Like, he's he's a smaller target. It's going to make it harder to hit. Yeah. That's one thing that Russell's always had going for him, right? His 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 instincts are elite, but he's also – he ducks down. He's just – Yeah. He's he tiny. knows how to God get – They both know how to get down, too. Like, how often does Jared Goff, like, get away? Because he's big, never, and he's small, and he's slow. Yeah, never. But to your point, he's never moving thirty miles an hour either. Um, yeah, I'm, again, I, I, I'm not betting on Kyler so much. It's just going. There's something here, and the fact that they got Hopkins, there's a little more something there. That's all. You and it might not you, even be they win the division. It's just do they beat? Are they winning games that they weren't winning? Do they win a couple of games they didn't? Do they beat the Niners? Do they beat the Seahawks? You'd argue by far 
it was the easiest deal to do of this entire offseason. You mean, wait, we can get rid of our overpaid running back and give up a second-round pick for a top three wide receiver in the league when we have a rookie potential star quarterback. Yeah, I, that's easier than it maybe – was that easier than trading DeForest for the 13th pick was for the Niners? Yes, because at the end of the day, you love DeForest Buckner. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the Eagles gave $30 million to Slay. Right. The the Bills, they paid a lot for a worse – not a worse – I don't want to say worse, but he's Stephon Diggs is not DeAndre Hopkins. Did you, did you read – was it King or Albert that wrote, the tweet kind of got things going because they weren't calling around. He tweeted after Kirk Cousins got signed. He tweeted like, time for a change. I think Diggs has tweeted that like 17 times. Yeah. But then everyone started calling the Bills, and during the season, the Bills, and I think he Breer had wrote a lot of teams, had already done due diligence because it was like Diggs might get traded at the trade deadline. The problem for that deal was they were pretty, and he's just like naturally in season, it's easier to draw a hard line when you're a good team. Like, yeah, it's going to take like two ones, or it's at worst a one and a two. Right. So a lot of teams are like Maybe ah. you caught the Vikings when they were – well, now they, they they came back to earth, and it, they got him for like a one, a five, and a six, or what? It was a, it was a relatively much easier to deal to do for the Bills in the off season when everyone's like, yeah, let's just get rid of this guy. We need a little space. But isn't it kind of funny how just time for a change, and just how many buildings were like texting their GM, just forwarding the tweet, like, whoa, you see this? Whoa, you see this? It is you do have more power as a player, even if it's fake. Like I don't think. The, Diggs knew that he was in control of the situation, but it's just like, let's start sniffing around yeah. again. I know. I, I just look at the Bills do not have much draft capital now, but but that guy might of uh, quarantine life watching the Bills play. They were up sixteen nothing against the Texans, beating the shit out of them. The only reason they came back were Watson and Hopkins. Yeah. Now one of those guys is gone, and the Bills. Like they're just good. Like they they were already just in the playoffs, right there. They didn't really lose anybody. They had a top ten pick last year with uh, Oliver, the D lineman, who's probably going to get better. They add Diggs. They're probably th- and Brady leaves. Well, if we just maintain our culture, we're our we're could we be an eleven or twelve win team? Like just what we got. We got a top end coach. I think the Bills might be looking at themselves like. Why couldn't we be like the Titans of this year? Like we'll see in the NFC AFC Championship, right. Andy. And won ten and games. It's not, I mean, they won ten games last year. They're they're probably thinking we can win twelve this year. I saw a if good their quarterback. Tweet, gets better. It. I saw a good tweet. It's harder to make the playoffs in the NFC. It's harder to make the Super Bowl in the AFC. Because if you think about making the Super Bowl, you probably got to beat Mahomes. And in the NFC, you're going to have a lot of like parity. Like all the good teams are going to be good, but like. Wentz could get hurt. Jimmy could be off, right? Cousins could shit the bed. Amari could just not want to play that game. You just start going around. Like, Drew Brees can look old. Like, you just beat Mahomes. Like, that would be, if you just had to pick one guy, we're playing a playoff game in the NFL, AFC or NFC, who would you not want to play? What would everyone's first response be? Mahomes. Yeah. I don't want to play Mahomes. Right. Like, you'd, you'd rather have the Niners. You'd take the Breeze. You'd take... The fucking Steelers, the Ravens, you take everybody. Yeah, Mahomes would be my first pick. I don't want to play. Give me anyone else. You actually would be like, well, do I not want to see the Ravens? Because they're really good, but they haven't proven they can pass in Let's the playoffs. Let's see, yeah. 
this will they'll be one of the big storylines of the season if it ever happens. One thing, whenever world kind of comes back to uh, just a normalcy, and we're like, okay, training camp's going to happen. I don't think it's crazy to put a decent, you know, wager Bills winning the AFC. I definitely think if you can get the Bills, their odds to win the division probably are going to be not great, right? I bet they're maybe not the favor to win the division, but maybe tied with the Pats, like like two to one. Like last year, you probably could have got them to win the division at like ten to one. This year, like, will you be shocked if the Bills are, are favored to win the AFC East? No, it's like it, it's very po- It probably is. Then you could argue, well, are the Patriots the good value. <laughs> If you get the Patriots five to one to win the AFC East, it's like ah, oh, that's pretty tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Something Very to keep good. an eye on. All right. On that note, uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. There'll be more stuff up there soon. Yep. See ya. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.